The Kentucky State Police have been under a lot of scrutiny since last year, when training materials came to light urging recruits to be ruthless killers. But less attention has been paid to how often the state police have actually killed people in the line of duty. The Kentucky Center for Investigative Reporting teamed up with The Marshall Project, a nonprofit criminal justice news organization, and The New York Times to bring you this report. Here's KYCIR's R.G. Dunlop. Christopher Jacobs had been running from arrest warrants for months. So when he saw a trooper and a local sheriff's deputy pull up, he crawled under a mobile home. Jacobs ran to his Chevy Impala after taser strikes didn't stop him from trying to drive away. A state trooper shot him from behind. Jacobs, who was better known as Doughboy, died that day in November 2017. He was Terry Jacobs' middle son. They had no reason to kill him. He wasn't killing nobody. He wasn't out here robbing or stealing or breaking in or hurting nobody. As far as I've ever known, out of 28 years of his life, he never hurt a soul. Shootings like these get little attention from the public or the national media. But Jacobs was one of at least 41 people Kentucky State Police shot and killed from 2015 through 2020. 33 of the killings occurred in rural communities. Peter Kraska is a criminologist at Eastern Kentucky University. We assume sort of the gentle bucolic nature of country life. And uh, while that may be true for some parts of country life, uh, rural areas suffer from a lot of the significant problems that the rest of the country does. Poverty, addiction, high unemployment, and police shootings. An investigation by the Marshall Project and KYCIR found that officers in rural areas of the U.S. fatally shot about 1,200 people during the six-year period. That's about 30% lower than the urban rate when adjusted for population. But the rural incidents mirrored many of the dynamics of police shootings that have come under scrutiny in cities. And our analysis found that no law enforcement agency in the country killed as many people in rural settings as did the Kentucky State Police. Alicia Santo of the Marshall Project, who co-reported this story, explains some of what we learned during a year-long investigation into fatal shootings by the state police. There were cases that we covered that where de-escalation tactics did not appear to be used. People were shot quite quickly after the trooper or troopers arrived at their home. State police officials declined an interview request. KSP spokesperson Sergeant Billy Gregory said in a written statement that the agency takes any use of force seriously and trains troopers in de-escalation. John Tilley was secretary of the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet, which includes the state police, from 2015 through 2019. He didn't know KSP had the most rural killings, a fact he called regrettable. I think that's that's a call to action to, to examine this idea that, you know, shooting first and asking questions later is a model that can uh, it can be revised and, and reformed and, and we can train differently and, and still maintain public safety. Many county sheriffs in Kentucky rely on state troopers to help patrol and the troopers often respond to volatile situations alone. They don't wear body cameras and there's no video evidence of most of the shootings. Here's Santo of the Marshall Project. About half of the people where we had a toxicology report did test positive for methamphetamine. 
We know that two thirds of them were armed when troopers encountered them. We had about a dozen or so people who were feeling suicidal, had expressed suicidal thoughts. A state police detective said he was defending himself when he fatally shot Brad Grant in Harlan County in May 2018. His brother, Gary Grant, says Brad had recently relapsed into drug use after years of sobriety. I don't know why there was not an attempt to de-escalate the situation. And that, that, you know, that's questions that we may never know the answer to. Officers were looking for a man accused of beating and molesting a child. Instead, they encountered Brad Grant. One of the troopers on scene was told Grant was not the person who had committed the abuse, but a detective followed him into the house anyway, without permission or a search warrant. Surveillance video shows 20 seconds pass between when the detective kicked down the door, found Grant with a shotgun pointed at his own chin, and fired the first of four shots. Had my brother been aggressive or shot at them or pointed his weapon at them, then absolutely it would be justifiable. But I can't find evidence in this case for that. That detective, Aaron Frederick, declined to comment. Trooper Sloan, who shot Jacobs in 2017, did not respond to several requests for comment. Terry Jacobs also struggles with the presumption that Jacobs deserved it when he was shot to death. He had a lengthy criminal history, but it was mostly related to his drug addiction. Was my boy a good boy? No, all boys ain't good. He done things he shouldn't have done, but he didn't want doing nothing he should have got killed over. Not like this. Like about a third of the people shot by state police in rural communities, Jacobs didn't have a gun. With reporting from Alicia Santo and Wei Wali from the Marshall Project and the Kentucky Center for Investigative Reporting, I'm R.G. Dunlop. This story was published in partnership with the Marshall Project and the New York Times. A grant by the Fund for Investigative Journalism supported KYCIR's work on this project.